This week, Screen Australia's annual drama report showed record expenditure across the sector. The report shows $2.3 billion went into production spanning film, TV, online, digital and post-production. And a little over half of that was spent on Australian drama. This is coming on the back of not just the pandemic, but also a decade of austerity. Cody Bedford is an East Kimberley girl who knew she wanted to be a screenwriter after watching an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I spoke to her about how she made the jump from journalism to screenwriting and why we need to keep investing in local talent. Hi, my name's Cody Bedford. I am a WA girl, a Kimberley girl from Jaru Nation, and I'm currently here at the ABC ready to talk about writing. Cody, you have been nominated for an Augie, the Australian Writers Guild for season one of Firebite, which is the Aboriginal Vampire Hunters show created by Warwick Thornton. Um, first off, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yes, uh, it's exciting. And I've actually snuck in another nomination in the Augies as uh, best short form comedy for All My Friends Are Racist for Enoch and I, which I'm really proud of. Orgies are important to me because they are chosen by fellow writers. So I feel like, and I've been on a judging panel, I know the process that it goes through, like rigorous process of determining good craft and dialogue and structure and what makes a great script that people don't really know about. So to have your peers recognise you as a like a, a good writer um, is really special. There has been a lot of conversations over the past few years in particular about the way that the way that we find and support people who are living regionally or remotely to be able to participate in like this broader art sector. Given the fact that you are a girl from Geraldton, what got you started? I just wanted to tell stories and I am passionate about regional stories and diverse stories and stories that I can relate to as a person who grew up in regional Western Australia, um, grew up, my dad is Aboriginal, my mum is uh, white English heritage and I just wanted to see those kind of diverse stories. Plus Australians, we're really good yarn tellers. Um, so I think we have an advantage in the way we tell stories. In terms of how I got into this industry, I thought the only way I could get into this industry, well, not industry specific uh, of film and TV, but telling stories was journalism. So I went out there to be a journalist. I was a journalist at SBS. I did a little bit of research here at the ABC coming on home Message on Message Stick. Those were the days. Um, and Message Stick like had all the legends of filmmakers coming through and training them up to be the filmmakers they are in terms of uh, Indigenous storytelling. So you think of an Indigenous storyteller or Indigenous director, writer, I bet you they started at Message Stick. And I guess getting those stories, um, well, I just ran a writer's workshop in Broome last week and to come in contact with emerging writers from uh, halfway from Broome, there was uh, one from Perth and four from Melbourne 
and they were telling me the stories they wanted to tell and like it, it actually blew my mind because they were big and bold and everything I want to I want to say they weren't any less than the stories I hear from industry professionals they were actually really good stories that I'm like that would make an amazing tv show or film so there's storytellers everywhere. It's just about getting access to that. And that's why I'm passionate about doing those regional workshops because, you know, I want, I want to get them in first. I spent all of last week at Parampa, which is a gathering, national gathering of First Nations arts and culture practitioners. Um, it was run by the Australia Arts Council. And a conversation that kept coming up across a lot of different industries or sort of branches of the arts is this idea that we're heading towards a generation gap in skills. Having a show like Message Stick as a really mm. foundational kind of place for young and emerging writers and filmmakers to come in and work with experienced people and build a portfolio, build their skills up. Are you seeing a kind of a challenge or a gap coming? You know what? I, I am in terms of where I work, I work in television. I love working in television and I'm one of the fortunate ones that gets to um, write full time and be choosy with the projects I do. But there is a noticeable skills gap coming up just because we aren't making as many TV shows as we used to. I mean, you think back in the golden age of Australian TV, McLeod's Daughters, I sat down every Wednesday night with my girlfriends and we deliberately had chops and veggies because we're country girls um, while watching McLeod's Daughters. McLeod's Daughters had like 24 episodes per season and like now the format is six episodes and you think of all the writers, the, the pool, talent pool has shrunk and not only has it shrunk, it means that we're not skilling up new voices because there's just not enough scripts to give out and I advocate for, you know, um, emerging writers to come into the rooms but at the same time I'm like oh well, how am I going to give them a script to improve their writing because all the senior writers have got scripts and to be fair to the senior writers you know they've got to pay their rent mortgage whatever like this is what they do as well so I'm all about solutions is there a way that we can kind of start to make more content and that's why I'm actually really excited about streamers coming in to make Australian content because it means more voices out there. You look at something like Heartbreak High, there were so many emerging writers that have now got a credit and I'm so thrilled for them that they can go off now. Once you get that one credit, you're off and racing and hopefully develop into mid-career status. So more credits and more voices until eventually they get their own show. So I just hope that we aren't going in a direction where we are just buying content from overseas because Australian stories, it is important that we tell our own stories and we have our own voice and we have faces that look like us and stories that we all relate to. I mean, television shows saved my life as a teenager because, you know, seeing something on TV that reflects the world um, around me and the characters getting through that, I'm like, oh, I can do that too. But also collecting Australian culture. I know people are of the view, oh, Australian television, it's cringe, but it there are shows out there that are so amazing 
um, and well-made and we put our blood, sweat, tears into them and I certainly don't subscribe to the view that all Australians' content is cringe, definitely not. So I really hope we can support emerging writers coming through so we can tell stories that not only are Australian but can compete at international level. It's not just Australian stories, it's also like blackfella stories, mm. you know, like All My Friends Are Racist is an incredibly funny show and one that came out of an ABC initiative to develop new talent with Digital First. Mm. So this was a show that was always intended to just be on iview yes. and then I think grew to be a much bigger project. <laughs> yes, I'm raising my fist because I mean, how else would we have got the talent of Enoch, who is such a talented writer and they can stand so proud of the content they made and I'm so excited to see what they make next. Um, I'm kind of scared <laughs> as well. I was only messaging Enoch yesterday and the conversations we get into, it's like an episode of All My Friends Are Racist. Those kind of shows are so important. I mean... We used to have in Sydney, where I am standing at the moment, um, a metro screen, which was a little film kind of section where emerging writers, filmmakers could go and make their own films um, and develop their skills. And it was really important. We don't have that anymore. So other than kids getting out their iPhone and filming something for TikTok or Instagram stories or Snapchat, Like, where are we developing our filmmaking skills? It's not the other side, but another element to this discussion and to the need for for a healthy community of Australian storytellers and black storytellers. There are other jobs within the industry, Mm. so it brings in actors, it brings in directors. Without All My Friends Are Racist, would we have Davy Thompson and and Tully... Um, yes, who Tully is has now gone on to do incredible, and she's just nominated for a, an actor award for her role in Mystery Road Origins, which I was also part of the writing hey. team <laughs> proudly. And Thomas Weatherall, who is now like an absolute heartthrob on Instagram due to his role on um, Heartbreak High, but we found him first on All My Friends Are Racist, like finding there's nothing more joyful than seeing these careers like blossom and go. And All My Friends Are Racist was Tully's first like on-camera role. She was a theatre actress before but she was looking to go into the film industry and she now is going to be so in demand that I'm like, oh, my gosh, if we do another season of All My Friends Are Racist, how are we ever going to get her? But I'm so proud of Someone like her, she's a Perth girl, WA represent, making those waves. But I was telling these kids in my interesting talk in Broome that they totally didn't fall asleep in that we actually have like a village. If you want to be an accountant, you can do that in the film industry. If you want to be a cook, film industry, like any job, lawyer, there's actually like a village to make a film or TV show come up. One of the things, and you actually, you are an example of this. Um, so is somebody like Maine Wyatt of um, blackfellas who have written for theatre, like written for stage and then sort of transferred across 
to screen. Do you think that stage and theatre might be the the training ground? I mean, play, I am so new to the theatre world. I, I mean, growing up in regional WA, you can imagine I didn't really have that much access to theatre. Um, so I'm still learning and I was fortunate to be supported by the Balnaves Foundation to write my play, um, which, you know, managed to make its big debut in the middle of a pandemic. So no one saw it. (laughs) Listen, I saw it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And and Uh, I laughed real hard through that mask so that you could hear it on the stage, bless them. Thank you. It was very (laughs) difficult, but I'm very proud that we got that up. Storytelling. I just love telling stories and I suspect people like Maine telling stories and whatever format that comes in, I kind of knew that that would be a play because I wanted to have it in one setting, a family um, sort of grieving over the death of their grandmother um, and in their house. So I'm like, oh, that's naturally a stage show. And I know nothing about um, theatre shows and except that they're dialogue heavy. And in screen, you're meant to be the opposite. You're meant to be um, visual heavy, uh, but it can be done. Like Aaron Sorkin, who wrote The West Wing, he was a fan of plays and kind of changed the way television was written because he, in The West Wing, famously had their big walk and talks, which is such a theatre device. And it works both ways. I kind of stripped a lot of dialogue out of my play just to have moments with the characters, which is a television device. So not to say that I'm the most amazing writer out there. I just wanted to play with, I just love writing characters and character moments and having fun with characters. So it can be done and it is a way to kind of skill up writers if they're interested in saying that. And I still have a relationship with Belvoir Street Theatre because they're big advocates for telling Australian stories and are supporting new Australian voices. It's just I'm now kind of shifting in my career with, well, yes, you've got your first credit, what next? I want to know more from those writers and building those kind of emerging writers because I feel like they get lost. Oh, yeah, you've got your first credit. I'm like, no, but we need to keep skilling these writers up in both theatre and television. I was actually kind of surprised that you agreed with me. <laughs> oh, right. That, <laughs> that theatre theatre, theatre is like an option. At, well, sorry, it definitely is an option, but I was surprised that you weren't more like I mean, so different that they're like different mediums. and Because I am about solutions, I just try to get access for new voices. Mm. At the same time, film and theatre are very different. Um, Theatre and radio are very different. They're they're different forms of writing, Um, just like writing a book, as I was talking about before. Um, And so we want to be careful in, I guess, making sure that, that they are actually doing the craft of that training ground. So, I mean, I say with love that I just love storytelling, so I go theatre and film My first love will always be television though and that's so odd for people to hear because I do love the collaborative journey of that but it is a skill set and I have trained with some wonderful mentors in this film industry. Theatre was a bit different. Theatre was me sitting alone 
in a space, not knowing what I was doing and going, I don't know what to do. I had no one to call on. So it was a bit more siloed in terms of the, the writing process. You have a dramaturg, which is a fancy way of saying you, someone to support you and tell you, yes, your writing's going good because writers, we're very vulnerable souls. <laughs> Yes. Yes. (laughs) Very vulnerable and needy for love constantly because we are writing, you know, to be honest, I'm writing my vulnerability on the page. I'm writing my heart on the page. I'm also writing like trauma, childhood traumas on the page. Why else am I a writer to work through those issues? Um, So I think you just um, need to take care uh, in terms of what – medium you're going for and um it can work it can't work like it's just storytelling really but own your craft I appreciate that you are solution driven rather than (laughs) honestly I I mean I could sit here and and tell you that yeah it's been difficult with COVID um with the uh, previous government slashing arts jobs because absolutely that is all true. Um, We've seen the loss of quotas in television, children's television, and that really worries me. It stresses me out. But me, my personality type was what what can I do? What can I do to help this? And, you know, I've suddenly become very involved with the Australian Writers Guild um, and unions just to go, what can we do uh, in terms to push? And it's not about, um, it's not going to take away from anything. It's just about let's keep our Australian stories and let's keep our our jobs and skills up. I mean, an economy, like the film industry is an economy. Um, So I I am solution-based. I, I want to be hopeful for the future and I want our kids to sit down and watch stories in our accent um, like Bluey, like Little Jay and Big Cuz. Um, they are so important for kids. Do you think you need to work overseas to find those necessary opportunities? I'm actually looking now because... As much as I'm like, yes, Australian voices, Australian stories, I still don't feel like I'm steady here, as in I'm backed for my own voice, backed in terms of me as a writer, as an Indigenous woman, given my own show, I'm told, oh, what's your show going to be? What's your show going to be? But I'm not backed yet. And I'm still working my way up. But in terms of the stories I want to tell, I'm like, oh, do I need to move overseas for that? And I'm kind of at that crossroads. I would like to stay home. I am uh, like I love living home in Australia. I love being able to go home to Broome and Geraldton and here in Sydney. But I'm, it's beginning for me to go, oh, if I want to keep my skills up, if I want to get my craft up, if I want to get my own show up, do I need to go overseas? And that breaks my heart um, because I know I'm not the only one. I don't want our talent to have to go overseas and do the Australian thing. You get big overseas and then suddenly you get the respect here. That shouldn't be happening. We should be like developing all these mid-career writers, directors, filmmakers, um, producers all through 
uh, their mid-career from emerging, just ride the careers with us, that's all, um, and get those new voices and support those new voices. Um, please let me stay here. <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing. Please. Um, but if I don't, like, I know I'll always come back. Um, I know I will, but... Uh, at the moment, yeah, it's just about that's the serious question I'm asking myself and I'm definitely not the only writer doing so. We're all a mix of us going, will we get where we need to go by staying in Australia? Jaru woman Cody Bedford there. Cody has been nominated for an Augie Award for her work on Firebite and All My Friends Are Racist both of which are phenomenal shows, and I'd like to wish her the best of luck at the awards on Thursday. You're listening to Away, Indigenous Arts and Culture on ABCRN. I'm Rudy Bremer. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.